Banana Munch, you know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast. I'm your host, Mark. What do we think of this? A little uh, Banana Bunch shirt, maybe some merch in the future? Let's hope. Welcome to the show. Thank you all for joining. If you're listening in the audio-only version, I appreciate you being here. Of course, we're also coming to you live on YouTube because we're just such a visual place, and I think it's really important, and I would love if you checked us out on YouTube sometime, too. Well, hey, we're we're cooking up a bunch of stuff for Thanksgiving this coming week, but this is our pre-Thanksgiving blowout, so we got some fun stuff. Right now, you can see I'm hanging out in the natural food section, better known as the herb in jungle. And I said it weird because of the clever spelling of it that we use, like the word herb. And I thought I would try something out a little new here. And you know what? Maybe this product from Garden of Eden is not quite new to the jungle, but it is definitely new to me. So here's a segment I'm calling New to the Jungle. I took a little trip to the urban jungle the other day. If you don't know, that's our natural food section. Uh, and found out about some great new stuff. And then I found out we had a fun connection, which we'll dive into. But I want to introduce you to Rachel of Garden of Eaton. Hi, Hello. Rachel. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. Thanks for reaching out. I appreciate it. I am very curious about this. Last year, we did a whole thing with an elderberry farmer. So I've been kind of hot on the elderberry game lately. And it sounds like you've got something fun here going on. So, um, well... First off, tell me about yourself. Tell me about Garden of Eden. Yes, my name is Rachel Eaton. Um, I luckily married for that perfect name. You know, yeah. I didn't think about it then, but you know, it worked True out for love. me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, I used to be a fashion model, and I would travel the world, and I loved hearing about like holistic health in different countries, mm -hmm. and just collected a bunch of information. And when we moved back here to Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area. Um, I just really wanted to share my passion for health. And so um, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. I started making elderberry syrup out of my kitchen. Yeah. And people started saying, oh, I'll take some. Oh, well, my friend at work wants some. You know, and then it got, yeah. it started getting to be like an operation. And it was like, okay, I either need to cut it down, you know, right. cut it off or like make it legit. So I just decided to go for it, and we became a business. We rent a commercial kitchen, uh, the Incubator Kitchen in Newport. Oh, cool. Um, and we do a lot of um, different products. So we really focus on um, locally grown, biologically grown, so no chemicals, locally foraged, um, organically sourced herbs. Um, we have a bunch of different herbal infusions. So elderberry syrup is our most popular product. Okay. Um, and we have... Um, our elderberry syrup in about 15 different retail locations around the city. That's really cool. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um, we do wildcrafted teas. We have um, some drunken botanicals. Those are kind of like alcohol extracts okay. that you could use. Um, How would you use? I, explain that like I'm five. Yeah. So different herbs are known for having different personalities or different properties and so you could use those straight under your tongue so let's say ginger okay. um you know helps with upset stomachs yeah. so you could put that straight under your tongue kind of starts being absorbed and working in your bloodstream quickly or you could use it in a cocktail or you could use it in your tea you oh. know so similar to like a vanilla extract yeah but more um herbal i'm into it yeah okay, that sounds cool really awesome a yeah. wide product variety too and mm -hmm. so uh, like you said the elderberries what was so interesting to me about elderberries when i first started learning about them is all of the health properties and benefits mm -hmm. that you do get from them so i mm -hmm. guess that was the big driving force for you too right oh yeah and i think it's got a real um appeal for children because it can taste so good you know sometimes sure. it's you're trying to shove something down your kid's throat and they're like i know you know right. but this one tastes delicious. My kid loves it. My dad even likes it, you know, which is a, even more of a, you know, it's got the dad approval. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, but luckily over the past couple of years, it's really been studied um, on our website. We have a bunch of .gov studies showing its antiviral properties, mm -hmm. um, showing um, its ability to lower histamine responses for oh, like wow. seasonal allergies. Okay. So it's got a lot of fun, you know, 
perks to it. That's really cool. I and I didn't realize those. Th- I mean, I knew some of the antiviral properties, uh, but I didn't know about the histamine. That's a really interesting thing. Yeah, it's funny because that's always been my struggle in the. I mean, I guess it's a lot of people's struggle, but like that was always an issue for me uh, when my allergies were way worse than they are now. But yeah, wow. Okay, so so yeah. this is something I might want to integrate yes. into my regular. Habits, yes, right. Not I got just, someone in mind. Yeah. She could really use these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I don't want to bury the lead too much here. Uh, what are we making? What, what, oh, okay. What's your concoction you've so, got? So people are always like, how, like syrup, like do you put it on pancakes? And I'm like, you could, you know, sure. I've tried it before. It tastes great. Yeah. Um, but it's different. It's almost taken as like a cough syrup, kind okay. of like by this, like a spoonful, spoonful of sugar, sure. you know. Um, but people are always wondering like, what's the best way to do it? A lot of people just take it by the spoonful. Okay. I have a lot of people who just take a swig right out of the jar. Hey, um, I'm do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, you know, there are other people that add it to smoothies, add it on top of their yogurt. Um, some people add apple cider vinegar to it and make it like a salad dressing. Oh, wow. Okay, um, that's interesting. But my favorite way to do it is to make like a cocktail, like a gin cocktail yeah. or just like a spritzer. <laughs> so I was just going to make you like a little seltzer with it. I'm way into that. That's okay. delicious. Yeah. And I'm a huge... We're big seltzer fans here at, oh, the, yeah. uh, at the jungle. Okay. So, oh, yeah, so I just have spring some, too. Yeah. Good deal. Look at you got the good stuff today. Oh, yes. Always I'm glass. Treated always very well. Yes, exactly. All always glass, everything. Glass. I'm right here with you. Um, so sometimes at home, like we'll add in like a squeeze of lime or um, even, you know, something else like extra ginger or say, a bitter yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but this are, we cook our elderberries low and slow in a kettle overnight to preserve like the vitamin C and the anti, um, oh gosh, antioxidants. Can you open that for me? Sure. <laughs> Maybe. No. no okay. No, <laughs> Thank you. You loosened it for me. No. <laughs> um, and then we cook them with, um, cinnamon, clove, orange peel. Um, and then we add in a shot of organic raw ginger root juice. Okay. So it's a little spiced, but it's sweet. And then we infuse that with a local um, raw wildflower honey. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay, so, and and that's in the syrup as well, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. just making sure. So that's, that's the, you get a little note. I, it's funny. I get this uh, almost kind of holiday yeah. uh, mm-hmm. scent, and then when you mention the honey, I can smell that on the back end too. Mm-hmm. Right, let's take a little sip. All right. Good luck. <laughs> that's not the thumbnail i promise <laughs> that's awesome Ooh, yeah you get that nice sweetness from the honey mm-hmm. you get the berry flavor in there and mm-hmm. it's mild and yeah Ooh, i like that a lot Aww, I'm glad. And, well what's nice too is that i feel like a lot of times with these sorts of elixirs and things of that mm-hmm. nature like uh what's real popular like uh kombucha for example mm-hmm. that's a tough first date you know what i mean yeah uh this is a very this was a nice i had a nice time i'd ask them back out you know <laughs> there you go i almost bought a kombucha to mix it in to give it to them like oh, By the way, oh, i, I don't know too. okay yeah that's no, no, good no. But like, you know, it's one of those things. I remember the first time I tried it was like 10 years ago. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not sure why you're serving me sparkling vinegar. Yeah. But now I get it. Yeah. You know? Now you just crave it. You're like, hmm. Yeah. Well, once we open it, I got to give it, uh, you know, I mentioned the Urban Jungle earlier, but I have to give a shout out uh, in particular to uh, one of our employees, Alicia over there, who was running the kombucha bar the oh, other yeah. day and was just like, oh, you, you haven't really dove in. Here, try a bunch of these things. Got me super hip to it. Walked me through a bunch of the products. So it's really been fun. This would yeah. actually be killer in a kombucha too. Yeah, I could see that being really good yeah Ooh. well i guess i'm coming over to your all house for the next uh mocktail making yes do it i'd <laughs> uh, love to have you yeah well you know i i should mention while we're here just briefly we give ryan a little shout out oh. here so uh you know you're you are sitting in a legendary location yes. where uh, our connection was great because um he brought us the bathtub he was our tub sponsor. And whenever I tell people I had a bathtub sponsor for the chili bath, they're just like, how does that work? I said, they asked me what I wanted. I said, I'd like a tub I can sit in comfortably for an hour. And I'd like to not have to clean it up. And he was like, great. Wonderful guy to work with, too. So, yeah. uh, right, oh, thanks. thanks. Appreciate you. Yeah. This is so awesome. So That's how did you get into uh, Jungle Gyms? Um, honestly, I walked in. <laughs> I walked in and I said, who's in charge here in the natural foods? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I think I was at the other location. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, oh, you know, this person. I'm like, oh, it, are she, is she here today? Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, she's out. But here's her card. And I was like, great. So um, we ended up emailing back and forth a couple times. And then I was able to do a call with both locations mm-hmm. and kind of explain um, our business and what yeah. we offer. And I think it's been 
maybe about two and a half years now. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It's been really fun. And every time I come, you know, I get to go shopping. And <laughs> I was like, you know, yeah, always like, last. Is this, is this a money-making yeah. venture? No, it's the yeah. same thing. I joke all the time. I'm like, do I pay to work here? Yeah. You know, I'm constantly buying stuff. It's great. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. You know, and, I lo- and I'm, I'm glad you had that story. There's so many stories. And I'll say this to all of you watching, too, or listening. Um that is kind of the beauty and the magic of Jungle Gyms, right? Is that mm. you can have, I mean, you're locally, you know, grown and all that fun stuff. Yeah. And it's it's fun. It's just that easy. It's like get in touch with the right person, yeah. figure it out. And then, yeah, you're on shelves now for two and a half years. Yeah. And you picked a good time, too, with all the antiviral and the yeah. health benefits of this during a pandemic. And all I know. That stuff. That's pretty great timing. Honestly, what else do you know? Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's been interesting to see, like, what everyone's favorite products have, have been, like, throughout the covid kind mm-hmm. of thing and i think um one of the biggest sellers here at jungle gyms was our our elderberry syrup that's like our most popular product but our other one was our white pine green tea Ooh, that, that sounds delicious yeah and so. you said we do carry that as well mm-hmm. awesome yep. oh, wow. uh, but that's great news because one of our upcoming discovery sections is tea so oh, it's a good time yeah. to be a tea fan of jungle gyms or yes. somebody who's at least tea curious yeah you know mm-hmm. um, white pine green tea sounds delicious yeah and it's really good sweetened with elderberries here oh my gosh okay so you got mm-hmm. a whole you figured out the whole thing yeah so what we need to do next time you come by is we'll make a bunch of different mocktails using yes. your whole lineup i think that yeah would be we should do that that would be fun you know what i just came out with a new tea and it oh, can be yeah. sipped you know, out of a mug, mm-hmm. but it also can be steeped in a bathtub and it's like nourishing and calming for your skin. We'll bring the bathtub back. Oh, I, you know, it's after we did the tub stunt, I was like, am I going to be the tub guy forever? <laughs> and while I am not against it at the same time, I'm like, no, let's do it for real. Uh, that actually sounds really relaxing. So like, what about it is like, what's in it that's good for the skin? Or, um, I yeah. Have, yeah. I have some different, um, like flower petals in there, like calendula that's really calming mm-hmm. um, to the skin. We have stinging nettle in there, which won't sting you. Sure. Um, Just a fancy in the bag, Yeah. <laughs> when you harvest it and dry it and process it, yes, it will sting you. But um, but it's very nourishing and calming. Cool. So, yeah, a lot of lavender. Like an organic, know, organic rose petals. Here. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Okay, well, uh, let's get Ryan into this. Okay. Uh, we'll get the tub back in. <laughs> Look, I'll bathe in tea, especially if it's actually good for me. Although yeah. I will say, chili on the skin I thought was going to be not great. I thought I was going to have a real problem with it. But my skin has never felt better for like a week than oh, when wow. I bathed in. All that extra, extra like beef oil, yeah, you know, I like the tallow the t- or yeah, something. Yeah, and I think that in the... Uh, there's a lot of tomato paste in it. Oh. So I think that honestly just provided this weird thick mm. sheen. I, I, wow. That's what everybody wants. I wonder to if hear like the it. tomato like oil, like acid, like exfoliated your skin. It could have. Honestly, this is how we found look, this is gonna be this is a new product. This, that comes out. That's the new thing. We just try all the jungle dims product in the bath. In the bathtub. Yeah, yeah. that's great. We'll do, we'll need a bigger tub at this point. I'll get a hot tub so yeah. we can fit like six of us yeah. in there and be like, all right, what are we to working do it. with? Oh, go. that's so fun. Well Rachel, what's anything it. else fun coming down the pipeline you want to let everybody know Ooh. about or in the meantime? Yes. Um thanks for asking um we have been hosting health and wellness markets Mm -hmm. so similar to a farmer's market event we've had about 40 vendors at each event and this year we're doing a holiday event um, at the jolly event center in wilder on december 4th oh that's a beautiful space yeah oh my gosh they did such a great job there i rachel thank you so much for joining thank Um, you so much for having me yeah of course yeah looking forward to it and everyone get out there try a little elderberry it's that time flu's coming back around baby i'm here for a natural remedy (laughs) Hopefully, I just don't want to get sick again. Well, that was fun. Okay, so now I'm standing outside the cooking school here. And if you didn't know this, Jungle Gyms has the oldest cooking school in the state of Ohio. I always think that's really cool. They've got all kinds of stuff going on there. They sell out really quickly. So if this is something you're interested in, of course, I recommend you checking it out. But get on our website because that's an easy way to book. So this is actually a very impromptu segment. And I just one day was walking back to my desk and I ran into Lee that runs the cooking school. And she's like, hey, you've got to meet George. He's over here from a blue zone, an expression you'll learn about in just a second and we want to talk about all the stuff he's doing in the cooking school right now while he's touring around the country so meet george and re-meet lee i'm always having good opportunities here at jungle gyms and you never know i mean today i was just walking back to the studio and i ran into you lee so lee first off welcome back to the show thanks mark good to be here it's been a little while since we've had you on but everything going well the cooking school upstairs we're going great yeah it's i i had a friend recently reach out and they're like hey do you have any pull? A lot of the classes are sold out. And I was like, 
No, that's the beauty of being sold out. It was like, it's a finite space. I'll let you know. So congratulations on that. Thanks. Thank you. Of course. Well, I'd like to introduce this gentleman as well. Uh, introduce yourself to the audience for me. Okay. I am George Karimalis. Uh, I am from the Blue Zone uh, Greek Island of Icaria. Mm -hmm. And I am here in Ohio as we are having uh, some uh, Ikaria cooking and longevity workshops. Oh. Actually, two of them take place here in this beautiful shop with all these great surprises around happening. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I just learned the expression blue zone today uh, and that I understand that you'll live forever uh, based purely on your diet, right? <laughs> well, I never said I'm a god. <laughs> but this Blue Zone uh, survey has started actually from Americans. Oh, really? And uh, all of the books are uh, from um, uh, an author, Dan Butner, who is very well known. Uh, one of the books where we have contributed a lot of recipes and photography is uh, definitely a New York Times bestseller. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So I'm going to have to dive into that now, too. Yeah. I have a, a, an increasingly long list of books I need to catch up on. And I'm, I read a lot as is, but not as often. Or I'm not catching up the way I'd like to. Yeah. So I'll just have to meet way less interesting people to stop important books to me. Oh, so you're, you're teaching these classes. I, what, are some of the, what are some of the things that are intrinsic to your culture that you're uh, choosing to share with us? Well, uh, the classes uh, are not the usual cooking classes that uh, you will find. Uh, I mean, focusing on how to do interesting and tasty uh, dishes. These classes, these classes are related and connected with nutrition and lifestyle. So in these classes, we explain on how to cook tasty food without destroying the nutrients and on how to prepare uh, meals that are uh, also meals that will help you uh, make your uh, life more with well-being. I love it. Yeah. What are some of the things that you uh, teach, like maybe some specific either dishes or, or tips that you could share with the audience that might be well, helpful? Generally, this is a plant-based uh, um, kitchen and diet. Okay. Focusing on how to use the best way plants. Not that this uh, kitchen and this diet is uh, vegan or vegetarian. Mm -hmm. uh, it is based on plants, but it does have from time to time meat and fish. Okay. It uh, tries to balance the ingredients that are used in order to become your diet less inflammatory. Oh. Yeah, by being less inflamed, by having less toxicity in your body. And by having your body full of beneficial nutrients, this is a key for living long. This is what we find when we check all these people who live past 100. It seems because, okay, we are not following them since we were born, okay? Sure. Sometimes they get to an age and then we say, okay, let's find what happens with these guys. So these people seem to have these very beneficial conditions into their body. On the other hand, we see that people who lack these kind of conditions, they result with health issues. They result into a body which is not strong enough to keep uh, functioning correctly. So all this about the diet, because diet is a, a, a lot responsible either for the bad things or for the good things. So all of these things have to do also with the way we cook. Because when you cook, you might have amazing ingredients. Mm -hmm. But in an improper way of cooking, you might destroy them. Mm -hmm. So we need to discover these new ways which define, as many writers say, a new global kitchen, a third grade of kitchen, which is called kitchen of wellness. Oh, interesting. So it sounds like a very well-rounded approach, not just not just specifically related to the food itself, but how everything that we do affects your ultimate health, right? Correct. Oh, and I think that uh, people who want to be more into well-being, they will have to approach this kind of concept, which demands from them to be more well-informed about uh, things that uh, since today they were left behind like how do i source my food do i have uh, do i have places where i can find the good stuff 
And how do I treat with this stuff? How do I prepare the meals? Actually, it does also mean how I dine. Do I dine in peace, in uh, appreciation, mm -hmm. in uh, uh, social connection with others? Do I share with other people? Or I stay with greed, isolation, a bit, a little bit stressed all the time or a little bit upset. So I open the TV and I sit in front of this and I eat without understanding what I eat. And, uh, you know, it needs to come back to what we used to have in our culture, mm -hmm. which was to sit around a table to appreciate the presence of all and all the donor, of course, okay, and share the food together. So this culture, which was a great culture, needs to come back. I absolutely agree with that. I think you spoke to something that has been a big struggle for a lot of American, you know, just people eating in general. The dining culture of America has become very, can I get this in in 10 minutes and then I have to get back to whatever I'm doing? It's it, you, you said it very well about just yeah. almost not tasting the food as it goes in. Yeah, that's it. It's I mean, okay, you made an amazing food. It stays well. Why don't you enjoy it? Sure. You need to calm down, you know? Yeah. So to focus on what you are doing at that time. And get a glass of nice wine while you drink your food. Enjoy <laughs> a little wine. You know, this is a pleasure in life. Sure. Grabbing a sandwich and running around and with another tin of a soda in the other hand. What are you exactly doing? It's a great question. Yeah. I, you know, it's one of those things that every time I leave the country, one of my main takeaways always is, wow, that was a very leisure. Every meal experience is much more leisurely and relaxed and focused on those things. And I, and I, you know, I'm sure I'm like so many other people that when they come back, I'm like, I'm going to try that. And then eventually I fall back into bad old habits. Yeah. But it is something that I love that you're encouraging that to be, you know, something that changes for all of us. I'm sure this is a, you know, I'm no doctor by any means, but I would wager that our, on a cultural level, our fast pace, especially at mealtime, has probably contributed to a lot of the obesity issues that go on in America. You know, I'm, I'm sure, I, I know Americans tend to eat a lot of processed foods too, which I'm, I know that's not helping either, but it's, a, it's a well-rounded approach. I mean, you really have to look at it from all sides like that. Yeah, well, definitely uh, being in, a, in proper condition mm -hmm. when you eat, it will uh, occur many things. Uh, basically, uh, we would, the best would be to uh, think a little more about what we are doing. We leave ourselves into the flow, you know. I yeah. mean, the flow is always is full of anxiety. It's full of uh, things that they take you down and you don't know what is happening around. You need to think all the time what you do. It is more useful to skip a meal than to have it fast. It seems that when food is eaten fast, it results into toxicity. Hmm. So uh, it's not about having your belly full, you know. It's about how much I absorb. So how much do I, I get from this? I might eat the best, the most organic, the most well-made thing, but in a rush, give me a break. You don't have an option. <laughs> to, to absorb anything from sure. So we need, to, we need to settle down a little bit. That will have amazing benefits immediately for the mid-next day. So. You really speak to a lot of things. I, I see it. You know, I read about this stuff online all the time, and I see it a lot, especially in youth culture. And I think they're really struggling to wrap up, grasp that concept that, yeah, maybe taking that occasional time just to slow down a little bit and appreciate what you're doing in existence. I mean, it seems, it seems simple to say, and I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I'm gonna get on this today, and I'll know I'll try, but hopefully I'll get there finally. Uh, how often do you do these classes? This is a tour we do in okay. the United States, and we come here every year. Okay. So um, basically the same period of the year, because previously we have lots of tasks back home, so there is no doubt. This is 2023 and mm. 2023. Here we go. I can't wait. Yeah, no, I'm really excited about yeah. this. Lee, how did you get connected with them? A relative of Jungles called me and had seen George and Elaney somewhere in Cleveland, I think. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. And let us know and thought that, of course, this seemed like the exact right place. Oh, for sure. Um, 
because some of the things that they wanted for our classes, we had multiple options for, right. you know, so that, that's kind of a fun place to be. Um, and it, it worked out pretty well. I imagine that we've got to be a great place for people like yourselves to come in to teach these sorts of classes because we have so many available ingredients to us. Yeah, well, Leigh was uh, the person which is responsible why we are here because she was so positive in uh, corresponding to the message yeah. came to hear through the contact person. I love it. So we basically love to go to where we think uh, things are positive, where there is an art waiting for us to come in. I love it. Yes. That's so great. Yeah, yeah. We love to have a positive environment around us. I think that what I have experienced so far here in Jungle Gym, amazing. You know, it's everybody was so welcoming. And uh, we would like to repeat these things in the future. Well, hopefully next year I'll be on top of it enough to come join you. It sounds like a great class. Yeah. Uh, if people are watching out there um, and they don't live in the area, where can they follow your tour that you're doing? Well, we go tomorrow to Cleveland. Okay. Staying for a few more days in Ohio. Uh, and then we will move to Michigan. Oh, all right. And then we will go to further down to other states. Amazing. Yeah. Are you look any any uh, any stops along the way you're looking forward to? Any stops? Mm -hmm. Any like uh, just any of the places you're going to visit? Colorado. Ah, man after my own heart. One of my favorite states in the country. Come on, yes. It's beautiful. The Rocky Mountains. You can't go wrong. That's it. It's beautiful. And uh, Arizona. Oh yeah, another good. All right, so I, I think we need to travel together. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, I like the positivity. You need to, to buy a ticket here. You know? I will gladly. Uh, <laughs> I'll get. I'll uh, send the bill up to Jungle. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming in and doing this for us. I think this is beautiful. It was a pleasure. Yeah, I like your message of positivity and health and wellness. I think it's something we could use a little bit more of. And of course, Lee, thank you for also having the vision to do something like this. This is great. Sure. Yeah. They're always having fun upstairs, right? We do. We have a lot of fun. I had a really good time when I took my cooking class with good. you all. I think it's one of those things that, you know, I, I say this, it comes up every so often on the show, but for a long time, a lot of my friends didn't even realize the cooking school was real. They just thought it was another one of Jungle's jokes. Yeah, that's I was a like, problem. Well, you're not wrong to think that, but at the same time, I get that with the podcast studio. People are like, sure. do you actually do a show here? I'm like, no, they just give me a crazy office. I sit in the corner. <laughs> but you've not been here that long. We've been up there for 28 years. I was going to say, you yeah. are like the oldest cooking school in Ohio, yeah. if I understand correctly. Yep. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah, people should check that out. And that's just all over the junglegyms.com website. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, so okay, so now we all know what a blue zone is. Thank you, George. I appreciate it. Of course, like I said earlier, go on junglegyms.com. Go ahead and check out the cooking school and get in on some of those classes. And while you're at it, I would love it if you could leave me a review on your favorite podcasting app. Apple Podcasts loves reviews. Spotify loves reviews. It helps us out a ton. And I really appreciate all of you for doing it. And I'll say very nice things to you if you do that for me. All right, so this is the last segment coming up on the show here. And this is a little fun. They have an expression in Hollywood. You do one for them, then you do one for you. So on this episode, I did two for them. And this one's kind of for me. So you never know who you're going to run into at Jungle Gems. It could be Cincinnati restaurant legends. It could be former. It could be former rock stars, honestly. And in this case, that's what happened. So... There was a rock band based out of Middletown, Ohio that released their first major label record in 2002. We're coming up on their 20th anniversary, and guess what? I'm gonna host that show. But what I thought was interesting is above and beyond all the rock stardom and all those fun trappings that both uh, Sam and Travis both got into the restaurant game, and I catch them shopping here at Jungle Gyms all the time, and this just made way too much sense to me. So on that, a couple quick notes before we go. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit like, hit share, hit subscribe, and there's a little bell. If you hit that, it'll notify you when we put out new videos because I've been putting out separate clips, like I released What's in Your Cart separately, like I promised last week, all kinds of good stuff like that. And of course, I want to give a little warning. You know, I don't like to censor my guests at all on the show, uh, especially because I believe that art is meant to be challenging. And so when you bring artists in, or rock musicians in this case, sometimes they'll say some things that maybe don't fit your personal sensibility. So just know and go in that. I don't think it's anything too bad, but you know, at the same time, I just want to be very polite to you. So anyway, meet Sam, Travis, and Jake. We're going to talk about some stuff, and I will see you out in the aisles. Everyone, I'm here with some of my oldest friends and a new old friend uh, who's actually already been on the show once, but we thought we'd bring him back. Oh, there's already people staring at us. Hi. Wave, everyone. 
Cool. All right. Well, let me start around the room. Jake, welcome back to the podcast. This is your second appearance. Hey, Mark. How's it going, buddy? I, you know, it's going good. And I, there was part of me that kept joking. It was like, well, do we just do like a one-year catch-up with everybody that's been on the show already? But then I do that every year. And so then the show never advances. It's just the same content. Like, so what's going on now in Sweden? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, welcome back, Jake. Well, I thanks appreciate for having you joining me. Yeah, us. appreciate it. Of course, it. yeah. Uh, Sam. It's time to talk, baby. I know you and I, we've actually, we actually did do a test show early on, but I didn't know how to, I was still finding my footing here, so I didn't really do a good job of figuring out what to do, but why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. My name is Sam DeBrosi. Uh, I'm a restaurant owner. I own a restaurant called Fireside Pizza in Walnut Hills. I'm also the founding drummer of a rock and roll band called July for Kings. Ooh, that's pretty exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited for the world to know about this. Maybe there's a little leading. Maybe we should say this. Not only is that a thing, uh, you know, obviously that it's been a long time since you've been in the band though, right? Uh, I was the, I think I left the band in 2003. So it's been about 19 years, but I have played with the band five or six times in the last 20 years. Uh, the last time was seven years ago and we're playing a show next month. So we, the entire band, all nine, 10 dudes that played in the band at one point or another have been rehearsing to get ready for the show again. So I can't wait. And I heard you've chosen an incredibly handsome MC. <laughs> the MC, the MC is a guy named Mike Burferin and he's a local stand-up comedian. Uh, he's got a podcast. He podcasts for Kroger and uh, he's going to be great. He's going to be a great MC. We got to get your Cincinnati Bengals guy to do a Mike Brins or whatever the hell you just call me. that shirt next. Like, oh, yeah, and it's just a blob of colorful shit. <laughs> well, he does commissions now. Well, I might have to hit him up for that. Yeah. And well, now that we've gone so far, T. Miller in the room, baby. T. is always so good to see you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm Thank sorry you so much. I don't see you enough, uh, but you should introduce yourself as well. Well, uh, T. Miller, uh, but nowadays I guess I go by Travis. Uh, along the lines of Sam, uh, help run Oriental Walk restaurants in Northern Kentucky, sometimes in Hyde Park, but uh, same kind of deal. And oh yeah. Uh, again, founding member of July. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not a founding member of yeah, July. Yeah, you are. I mean, I, it was close. I almost made it. But I had the honor and uh, the pleasure of being Joe's right hand for uh, probably a little over 10 years and playing with great musicians like uh, Sam, Amos, Aaron, Drew, Dan, John. Gosh, Travis. Every, everybody. What we, a band. We, we, I know, we just right? had a... We just had a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, shoot, Jason and oh my gosh, Jason! So many people. It, it's it's hard to keep track. Running into lot. Jason recently, that was the surprise because I hadn't seen him probably since we you guys were gigging back yeah. way back when, and I ran into him at Fireside, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah. I started for a second, I was like, damn, Jason, and he's like, oh Mark, what's up? It was a really nice reunion moment too. We've re we've re Jason and I have remained friends for a long time. He was in my wedding, I was in his wedding. Uh, we just, we remained close, and about a year ago, I had an opening at Fireside, and he expressed interest, um, and I said, well, I'm not always very fun to work with. I'm not always very easy to work with. <laughs> big ups for. to Jason, big ups to Jason. <laughs> but he just came in and killed it. He didn't have a ton of restaurant experience, and he's just really thrown himself into it. It's been a blast, because Jason and I haven't worked together since the band days, so early 2000s, yeah. but now it's just, it's a, it's a ball. He was always, he was just a great guy to hang with. He's an incredible bass player and musician. Um, and it's been really neat that we've gotten to reunite lately. So I, I, it's very rewarding for me. I Super like, killer dude. Yeah, and I Super like how awesome. nice everybody is about this. Is that we are hitting that kind of, uh, pardon the expression, nostalgic end of things, ah, right? Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, I think you see what I'm doing there. I did. Yeah, a little JFK <laughs> reference. Guys, explain to everybody who may not have spent as much time as we did at the Mad Frog. Uh, tell me about July for Kings before we get into the food stuff. Man, this was, this was just incredible. We were straight out of high school, uh, kids. Couldn't legally do really much of anything except for drive. Right. Uh, but man, I don't even know how it happened. We, we just started playing together and, and really feeling each other's vibe, uh, wanting to play out more. And Mad Frog was the only place in Cincinnati, the only place that would, that would let us come. I remember having my mom's note saying it was cool <laughs> that I was there. She knew I was there. I wasn't going to get faded or anything. And weird. you had a pack of cigarettes on the way home, too. Right, right. <laughs> so nothing, nothing bizarre. I was strictly there to play music, to rock to crush it yeah. and then go back home. And so that's what we did that. For, we were so young, it was 18. So we probably did that for two or three years yeah. before we even did anything else in the area. It was, yeah. it was really bizarre. So Matt Frog and, and Iden Cole, great, great man, really took care of us. And, and he, he just he put aside the whole, you know, this is my business. I'm trying to make the most money. But he saw something 
different than us. And, and he really wanted to help out the music scene and, 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 you know, building up from, from what it was before when it was the jazz club. Yeah. Um, but the, the number of kids and that he helped produce, like just get stage presence, get their music out there, get people in the door, get people excited about music in Cincinnati. Uh, that's what he did. And we were there for the ride and, and we both helped each other out and, and yeah. it, it was just phenomenal. So, uh, amazing graces for Iden Cole and what the Mad Frog did. Iden Rest was in peace. awesome. Yeah, I mean, seriously. What the Mad Frog, not Iden. Yeah, Iden is perfectly good. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. He opened yeah. up a new uh, club downtown. I don't, it's, uh, he opened up a new dance club or EDM club well, right uh, downtown. I'll flash it, the text edit, on edit, edit, okay. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Iden. <laughs> he, he, when we started there, we were 18, and we weren't supposed to be able to go in there, which he let us, but he would let us play like every Tuesday night. You yeah. know, and, and two or three people would show up, and we'd play four times a month because we thought that's how you built a following. Sure. Um, and eventually we'd lie our way into getting more and more people there. And then eventually he would let us play a weekend. And then we were playing once every month. Then we were playing like once every two months and about 250, 300 people would show up. And it was, it was a blast. And eventually we outgrew the Mad Frog. We started headlining Bogarts. But um, I remember for the really special shows, like my last show it had to be at Bogarts. Like it couldn't be anywhere else. I'm not going to play anywhere else. And um, Iden was always just, Mad he was Frog. always... Mad Frog. Yeah, he was always just there for us. You know, he'd let us... Yes, my last show, I was going to play Mad Frog. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wasn't very clear. But no, I mean, for the special shows, Mad Frog was where we wanted to go back to. And um, uh, recently, they, they tore the building down, and I was lucky enough to find my way onto the construction site and grab a couple bricks for the guys. So that oh, was that's really so special. cool. Yeah, it was cool. Really oh, my fun. gosh. It's super dope. It's got the Mad Frog red on the it's side. Red on the side. Yeah, yeah it's oh. awesome. Man, really some of the cool. best memories I can't remember happened at that place. <laughs> Very well put. I, uh, I remember what, it was a show with you guys. I think Blue Karma was on it, too, because I felt like that was a lineup I came to see as frequently as possible. So I love those guys, too. Man, they're good. incredible. I saw you post about Saving Ray the other day. I was like, damn, I forgot about that band. Incredible. Man. But uh, I remember one time in particular, <laughs> this is embarrassing, but I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> And then I woke up outside, <laughs> and I was like, whose house are we at? Because I didn't know the Mad Frog had a patio until that night. And I just woke up super sweaty and very drunk. And I was like, where are we? Do we go to some you know, I don't want to bury this too far because I know we've been talking a little bit, but I mean, you guys had like major label success and it's very sweet and humble of both of you to not bring that up in the story thus far, but I'm going to. I mean, can you guys talk about what that was like? I feel like that's a dream for so many creatives. It was a dream. It, it really was a dream come true for us. That's what we were going for from day one. Um, well, in the back of our minds, of course, we just wanted to play and, and be with each other because sure. we were just such great friends. Um, but obviously signing and, and being as big as possible was definitely part of the plan, but it was just surreal. It was very strange. Uh, and you mentioned make, made major record label success. I don't know about the su success part, but we did get to, to the majors, which yeah. was incredible. Cool. Yeah, well, um, most people don't get to say that. It was bizarre. We were we were huge in Vegas. It was the, the strangest thing in the oh, world. Yeah. So That so station getting, out there was awesome, though, with oh my God, so yeah. much music. It, it, w, I don't remember. That was We were the number one requested rock song uh, ever in Vegas radio yeah. up until that point. And when we went to play there, we were just enormous. Like, we were huge It was Vegas. very bizarre. It, it was, was really strange. Weird. That we, uh, Joe and I went out to do radio promos, and they'd pick us up in a car from the airport and, you know, normal life's on the radio. Yeah. They're just, it's just going on. And then we get to the, the on-site venue. People are rushing around. Can I get you a water? Can I get you... Uh, what, what, can I, what can I get you, Mr. Miller? What can yes. I get you, Mr. Hedges? Oh, Mr. Miller. And, and we're like, what the fuck? What's going on? This is so weird. I'm not that guy. Whoever you think I am, I'm not that guy. And it was just very... We Nobody treated us in the country oh, like they did there. Uh, <laughs> yes. They don't make that anymore, sir. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can find it. Yeah. You're not working hard enough. <laughs> we would we hit big in like five six markets. So we were we, Memphis was always a huge show. <laughs> yeah, Vegas, Columbus and Cleveland. I think we did okay. Cincinnati, Atlanta was we good. Did great. What's that? Atlanta was good. Atlanta was good because we met because the guys we met and hung with down there. And then there was one or two markets in upstate New York. I remember one time we played a show and there was like two people. And the next night we played. I can't remember where it was, but it was somewhere in upstate New York. And it was a theater at a high school. And like every seat was filled and every kid knew every word of the song. That, that was so strange. Cool. I was going to ask you like some of those things. What were some of, the, did you guys get to experience any, I mean, you talked about the cars and the ass kissing that come. 
problems with that. Uh, but the, were there any other big? I mean, the, there's a, there were very limited well, few there was, moments. There was not a lot of that. It was mostly just anonymous <laughs> rock and roll clubs. But that's cool though. But, I mean, but, but look, that's an experience that I know it was a dream I had. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are probably musicians out there. You know what I mean? That are doing that. What? <laughs> I was like, what the. F- it's funny, <laughs> Mark, you can be all those things. <laughs> no, now I'm relegated. It's your to, show. It's your show. I know, right? right. I'm, <laughs> now I'm relegated to strumming on the acoustic on Instagram in hopes that like six people I know give a shit. Uh, but no, I mean, I thought that was, it, I don't know. It was really cool. Look, I'll, I won't go too far on this because I, I want to open this too. Uh, but it was really cool to know you guys back then. Because I, our age gap's not huge by any means. It's just a couple of years, a couple of years. But it was like enough to know that, look, as a creative person in the greater Cincinnati area, and we were from the East Coast, and I remember growing up for a long time, my dad was always like, yeah, entertainment, you're probably not going to make it. You're figure out how to get out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and, and look, and I, in, in hindsight, I, I'm like, yeah, you were kind of right. Until he wasn't, and then I let him know like once a week. The, the point of that story is not just to laugh, but thank you. Uh, but it was really to say, look, it was it was refreshing at a young age to find a bunch of like humble, kind guys like yourselves who were talented. You were writing great music, and you had, I mean, for me, because I had only known you guys a little bit before, like the whole MCA thing became public and all that stuff. But like, it was just like a rocket took off, and it was that thing for me that I needed to know. Like, you guys were the first people to tell me that my dad was wrong, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, that's awesome. As silly as that's that awesome. sounds, but it was like watching this happen. Yeah, he doesn't watch the show. It's fine. His friends do, though. So, Stephen <laughs> Coffey, if you're still listening, uh, <laughs> tell him I said this. Uh, <laughs> no, it, but it was so refreshing because there weren't, a, especially at the time, you know, it, it's easy to take it for granted now where, like, literally everybody has some sort of media-based skill or whatever. Back then, we, the internet wasn't what it was, so it was a whole different ball game. And That's it was true, like, yeah. you, you really, there was like, you know, we talk about the grind now, but it, there wasn't a lot of it. You didn't have a lot of FaceTime, you know I mean? I had to go find bands. Like, now I'm an inundated with it. Now I don't even know if I like music. Yeah. But like then, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was, it was that fun thing. And I remember, I, like some of the shows that stick out, I remember you guys playing a gig at the Union Terminal for something. And I don't know oh, yeah. what, the, what yeah. the why of that was, but that was a great show. And I just remember watching these guys who were like kind and supportive and friendly. And like, I don't know, you guys didn't know me really, but you were welcome, like willing to let me into the circle to be like, here's what it's like. Like, and always took great, great care of me. I mean, well, dude, I had a lot you were, of- You were just as cool. You were just as sweet, well, just as nice, and just as, you know, positive. Yeah, um, that, that kind of you, good you know? energy. Yeah. You know? So that's, yeah. Likewise, I, I, really we used to try, I used to try to tell people that I used to dissuade people from doing like a, a life in the arts or a career in it. Yeah, because I remember that conversation. For I, sure. I, used to, I used to be like, man, it's just just get a normal job, just right. like just have a family, you know. But that yeah. was, now that I'm older, I think I think I think the exact opposite. I think pour yourself into whatever you like. Even today, when the internet and social media inundate you with everybody's got their career, everybody's like, well, I'm an accountant. I'm also a hip hop star, and right. you're like, cool. But back then, like, we didn't do anything else. We yeah. sat in a house. We practiced all the time. We did these little shows. We put up posters around UC. And it was like there was no internet. The internet was barely a thing. There was no social media, thank God. Yeah. But, like, I tell everybody now, I mean, just pour yourself into it. Go for it. What's the worst that can happen? Right. I mean, what's the worst? You have a great time doing something you love and believe in. Yeah. And it, your success, however you define it, really doesn't matter. Like, you should just give it a rip. That's what I, that's what I say now. When yeah. I was a kid, I said the opposite, you know. I'm glad I didn't listen to you. So hold on, let's go. Let's do this while yeah, I'm still yeah, 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 yeah. I Man, I kind of have a sneaking. So, holy shit, dude! Dude, on the vinyl. This is amazing. So I got into. I, you know, I, I've always enjoyed the vinyl, but now that I'm almost forty and white, that's what you have to spend your money on. <laughs> it's and required. I'm, oh, I'm vinyl now. Cool. Since I don't, I, I mean, I guess I own a smoker, but I haven't messed with it yet. So I was like, I didn't choose that personality. I do have a podcast. So I'm like getting a few notes. This is amazing. So this is the second like full release from you guys, right? Nostalgia. It was right after, uh, right after Swim. Well, it, it's not. Uh, it's an EP. Is it EP? It's, yeah, it's more seven, of an EP. Okay. It's, it's, no. it's like a seven, eight songs. Okay, seven, seven songs. I kept thinking it was nine for some reason. Is this like publicly consumable? Well, not. I'm going to listen to it very loudly. You can find public, it on Spotify. You can find it on the internet, but yeah. I don't know if you can get a physical copy anymore. You, so. you no. This was a very, very limited pressing. Oh, just the vinyl. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't. There's about so five this, of those maybe. Yeah. So well, there, there are that many. Ooh. Oh, seven and, out of nine. So yeah, that is so. that is strictly for you, Mark. That's oh, just man. a gift from the wow, band right. to say thanks. 
Dude, this is what 2000s. <laughs> this oh is what 2000s, 2000s marketing uh, looked like. I'm not in there. Uh, not in there. I know, but still. Tea, God, we're so young. I mean, look at that. Let's just, maybe this is my pivot here. Uh, first off, Jake, how's the design world going? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful, baby. Yeah. I was like, sorry, just buried it. Uh, how did you guys make the transition into food? Like, I do think it is kind of funny that both of you ended up as restaurateurs. And I, that was sort of my yeah. angle. Yeah, and I'm like, let's just tell fun rock star reminiscing stories instead. We can do that too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we can do a good job. Let's go well, first, we can do, we'll come we can back do to both it. because we were meeting with, was it Joel Mark? At, uh, was Joel Mark was who we met with at O Walk for the first time? So Joel, Joel Mark was the acting A&R. For Wind Up. Wind Up Records. Which had, Joel found Creed yep. and Wind Up had Creed at the time. And so yeah. they were pretty big. And so yep. we had. What a good year. We had Joel Jeez. and then the crew hand. I know, was, was it Jack or Jake or J Joel? Which one? Which guy? We, well, we just finished up the recording at the house. Mm -hmm. So we outfitted oh, a whole um, bedroom for yeah. for like a, a master recording studio. And then we had uh, ISO booths in the different bedrooms upstairs. There was Griggs. Griggs, Griggs was Griggs there. was my man. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's so cool. But he's still around. He's in Cincinnati. <clears throat> oh, okay. Is he local? Yeah, I don't know if he does music anymore, but I know he's around. Well, Griggs, pop to Oriental Walk. Give me a holler. Griggs, don't come to Fireside. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so full of shit. And next time on the show, I'll be brokering the peace treaty yeah. between all these people. So Griggs was there, and Joel yeah. Mark was there. Yeah. So we finished the the swim album, and once that was actually sent away, we uh, Joel was still in town. Griggs was still there. I think there might have been one or two other people, but we all decided to have a celebratory dinner. Um, and for whatever reason, we just happened on the walk. Yeah. In Oriental Walk, Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. Classic. 317 Buttermilk Pike. So good. <laughs> so, and and uh, run by someone who also shares my penchant for loud outfits and designs. Yes, yes. I love that about him yeah. so much. No. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't do the subtle tip. But, <laughs> you know, but we decided to have dinner there. And, and how I got into it is the young lady who came around and checked on us. Happened to be very pretty. I bet. And yeah. I was like, oh, hello, what's your name? And then, <laughs> long story short, I, I just fell in love with her and, and, and suckered into her, her family. Obviously, the Wong family uh, run the Oriental Walk restaurants. And so they just were gracious enough to let me slide in and, and help out when I can. Really hey, cool. as being an NKY boy myself, that was like classic. Oh, that Yo, place is if you were going out and you weren't going to Skyline, slide. you were going to Oriental Walk. Yeah. Walk yeah. Place, you had to dress up a little best. bit, like just a little yeah. bit. And you went in there and you just had the best experience of your life. And I just the remember that when I'm like 10 years on awesome. since I've been yeah. 10 years old. It's crazy. <laughs> it's the best. Oh, it's, yeah. it's my favorite restaurant in the world. Whenever I have, like, if I can choose, like, if I go there for my birthday almost every year, I just, I love it there. Well, it, it probably helps that they treat you real good too, right? They treat me like <laughs> They treat <shit>. everybody. <laughs> yeah, every time. The worst. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know, I know I got Sam's love, so I kind of focus <laughs> on other tables. <laughs> Make sure. I went, well, TJ started working there after uh, after I left the band. I went to I was serving tables, and then I begged TJ and Angela for a job. You know, four years after I left the band, and wow. they were like, "Well, you know, hiring your friends is kind of tough." And I said, "I'll, I'll do anything." And yeah. they just gave me a shot, and I was ended up serving and bartending with them for two or three years. Oh, dude, you've been playing this game for a long. We knew you were a monster. It yeah, was it was a no brainer. It's a lie. No brainer. Yeah, I but I mean, that, that was the best job Origin I ever had, right man. That was. I hung out with T, hung out with Mr. Wong, hung out with the Wong fan. And like, yeah, they're all so cool too, by legends. the way. Yeah, like, and you're learning at the feet of just legends. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're on the Rushmore of Cincinnati restaurant fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just amazing. It was amazing. Killer experience. Damn, I know where I'm going later. Oh, now. I'm going to say. So good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, TJ, wait. you run the whole thing now, right? Are you the GM of that store or how would you, I mean, where do you? Uh, GM? Yes. Uh, running the whole thing, no. no. So I, I'm still in the position I was when I when I started. Whatever I can do to help, I'm I'm more than happy to help. So well, we love if, that, if that means you. if that means you know uh, books and ordering and scheduling, bartending, dishwashing, that's what's whatever up. it is, that's what's then that's what you do. I mean, uh, and, and the Wongs are the same way. So if if they see something that needs to be done, nothing's beneath you. They'll sweep the hallway. It that's doesn't it. matter. Yeah. It. it needs to be done. So. That's a common thread I notice a lot in a lot of the, like, I mean, I see it with Jungle. 
I, right? I mean, that's like the thing where he's like the type of guy, like today I call him out here rearranging shit. And I was just like, I love this about you. Like, find me another business owner besides Mike Wong, right? That's like really of that generation that really, you know what I mean? Is that that they're going to be huge successes for that reason, I think, because yeah. nothing's beneath them. You're attending bar, you're helping out in the restaurant. And then weren't you in Philadelphia for a minute? I moved to Philadelphia for five years. Uh, and A very long uh, minute. <laughs> a couple minutes. God, yeah. it was five years that took. Like fifteen hundred yeah, days. Yeah, felt minutes. like felt like centuries. Um, I got to work with some pretty competitive restaurant groups there, and I really fell in love with the business. It was kind of all I was really good at and all I liked. Um, so I moved back to Cincinnati and worked for some great groups. Uh, I was able to ten bar for the Wongs a couple times, which was awesome. Yeah. And I got to work for Elias Leisering, who owns uh, Eli's Barbecue, among some other places. Awesome. And that was that was a really great learning experience. Uh, he's he's still a close friend of mine. He's a great, a great guy, and too, really, honestly, responsible kind of for the uh, the barbecue revolution in Cincinnati, in my opinion. For at least a lot on a large, of it, yeah. yeah. You know, I, well, I don't want to say nobody else helped, but at the same time, he's just the, mentored <laughs> so many people. He's just, he's always, he has such a crazy. Like they talk about restaurant trees, like which restaurant tours came from other restaurant tours, mm -hmm. and Elias's. If he ever bragged about it, it, would be ridiculous. There's been so many guys that he's helped. Like for me, he helped me a ton. TJ obviously helped me a ton when I got my thing going. Yeah. But like Elias is just would give, he would give anything. He's done it to a lot of people. And um, he was, is as a really big influence for me because now I work with a lot of people who are spinning up their own project and I just give them as much time as humanly possible. That's cool. Cause it's hard, it's, it's stressful. And you know, he, he taught, he was a big inspiration to me. That's so. super cool. He's a great guy. He's the type of guy where I made a joke about an episode I wanted to do online, and someone, maybe it was you that got us connected, but somebody in the circle got us connected, and instantly he's like, let me know. I'll see if I can't come up to do this with you. I was like, okay, cool. He's the guy best. I've never nice. met, but he's it was super best. cool, yeah, because I thought I would do a big barbecue <laughs> special, and then I think he and I think Aaron Sharp at Lucius Q got yeah. looped. It was a great idea. I'm hoping, I hope I, everybody watching this has been mad at me for not doing it yet. Just know it's because we're so busy, and I'm always coming up with content. It'll happen next time. Nice. Um, uh, the real question I have here, boys. So, Fireside, Oriental Walk. When are we getting that crab rangoon pizza again, boys? Uh, hit them up, Sam. Uh, so, we're doing <laughs> this is a busy month for us. We're doing Pizza Week, the first full week, I believe. And there's an absolute uh, banger coming out for that one. Yeah, oh, we've got a killer, Fireside as well? Yeah, yeah we've got an original oh, and pizza now, for that. I see how excited you are, Jake. <laughs> it was so well, good. This should air after that. Pizza Week, so can you tell me? Oh, did you take the picture of that? I know. We didn't take a picture of it you yet. Just tell me. Well, we, Trevor we have a picture up. already. But. Okay. So basically, it's like a, a spicy tomato. Okay. But it's I more see. like a, like the, they like stew it. It like, tastes like it's stewed almost. Okay. The, like with some, uh, some old, um, you know, Neapolitan tomatoes. Yeah. And then they hit it with uh, a little bit of olive oil, I believe. They hit it with the uh, Parmigiano. Uh, uh, Pecorino Romano. The Pecorino Romano. Just a little. Pardon my. I'm into it. My Italiano. Um. And then they hit it. Better. They got some. Uh, they got some red uh, chili flakes on there, and then and bacon uh, and bacon and yeah, it's super but it's, spicy. But it's uh, a thicker. It's not just. I think it's regular. a little thicker cut. Okay, than thicker our cut bacon. Stuff. I'm into that. Yeah. A little good mouth chew. That sounds yes. good. It's 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 very tasty. Like the fireside is just like up their game on all fronts this past year. And yeah. The menu included like um, you know some people you know before would complain about the red sauce. I always love the red sauce, but yeah. some people complain about it. The red sauce is just like dialed in right now. It's consistent and perfect every time. And I could talk. I, I could literally talk about pizza all day long. <laughs> we should do a pizza follow up at some point because I know you've been doing a lot of. Well, I should mention for everybody quickly, since Jake was here yeah, last time, yeah. you know, talking about his work at, at Dust Village and everything, uh, you've got, I mean, you had a lot of clients before, but your client list has expanded pretty extensively, obviously yeah, doing yeah. a lot of stuff for Fireside. Yep. Are you involved in the July for Kings uh, 20th anniversary show at all? Just, just to be uh, the biggest fan I can for Sam and all these guys. Uh, uh, he's gonna I, help think us. I, I think I might yeah. have an award that proves I'm still the biggest <laughs> well, he's, fan. <laughs> well, he's going to do some, he's helping us with the merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, oh, we got some merch going, yeah. The, he's we're, we're, that's, in the, that's in the works right now, and um. And I'm gonna bring my wife, and we're gonna enjoy like a fantastic show. I'm I'm new to July for Kings. I'm uh, I'm a new fan. Um, I got a CD from Sam the other day, and I've been uh, rocking it in my in my uh, '99 uh, Toyota. So um, perfect way to listen. Yes, the yes it's the, something yeah, about it's the, the way it was, it was we recorded it for that specific <laughs> I mean, that's stereo. How we it. Yeah, it was mastered. <laughs> that's, for that. I can't wait for the update on like Spotify. That's yeah. like the remastered out <laughs> 490s Toyotas. <laughs> oh, 
shit, we're hitting, boys. Uh, what's up with the crab rangoon, baby? Is oh, yeah, good, good. Game? Okay, so we did this uh, collaboration. I'm really into collaborating with local chefs or makers. I like to do it with other restaurateurs specifically. Uh, and it was always, like, we've got an Eli's barbecue pizza on the menu. Classic. Fire. Um, yep. Elias and I worked on it. We really dialed something in really good. And, and so stuff like that I really enjoy. None have I enjoyed more than when I had uh, Susanna Wong and her husband Guy to our restaurant. And we were working up like an Oriental Walk fireside thing. And the day before, I was doing some brainstorming. I was very relaxed. <laughs> we sell it in the store. You can talk about it. Very. <laughs> I was hired and shit. And I texted Guy and I said, hey, can you guys bring some Rangoon filling, some volcano sauce, maybe some crunchies? And he was like, yeah, sure. And they bring it. And they had other ideas. And I was like, let me just try this one first. And we tried it. And it just like, it like we ate it. And Smart. we were like, oh, Yeah. So we're going to do it again. We've done it a couple times a year for the past couple yeah. years. It's been totally awesome. It's a ram jammer of a special when we do it. People go nuts. We're going to change the special a little bit this year. The, the pizza is going to be slightly reworked. Cool. Um, it's not going to – the flavor profile will be the same. It might look just a bit different. Um, and then we're going to do it uh, – yeah, we're going to do it the week after pizza week. So I think that's uh, – That's exciting time. should be fun. So that should, be air, uh, that should hit the week that this episode airs too. Cool. Yeah, so. it'll be on a – I think we're going to announce it on a Monday. Limited we'll, release. Yeah, but check we'll social get, media. Yeah, it'll be like Friday, dine-in only or, wow. or carry-out only, no online, like Friday at 5 p.m. That's amazing. The last time we did it, I think it lasted about like 36 hours. Like a sneaker hours. dropped. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> so stupid, isn't it? I'm like, let me get in the raffle for that O-Walk. Uh, We've never announced it. We, just, we put pizza. it on social media, and it lasts like a day or two. So this time we got a whole bunch of it, so hopefully yeah. we got two or three or four days you worth of product. You should raffle it off. And, uh, that would be, yeah. I'm serious. I'm not joking. That was not a joke. I mean, I think it's funny, but raffle it, it off. Raffle for real. Like, the pizzas. Yeah. Like, <laughs> raffle, like, you do it like they do the shoe buying, where you're like, this, oh, you want this limited. That's too popular. We're not that popular. Okay. I, don't know, I did steal like a half pint Challenge of Challenge accepted. Stuff. He was just bragging real hard before. I had a pint of, the, a half pint of this stuff in my freezer at home, mm -hmm. and it's my get out of jail free card. Because the next time I really screw something up, I'm going to surprise Andrea with it. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. Let's drop some heat on the show when's the show november 26th the saturday after thanksgiving where can people get tickets woodbridgetheater.com yep cincyticket.com cool. as well yeah uh or they could just use Google. and my house because i'm currently sitting on about 138 tickets i want i need physical copies i think we've sold we sold 265 270 as of this morning and we're going to sell 500 total because we're going to need 100 yeah. wiggle room, 100 people. Um, it's going to be good. Man, the, world, the Woodward. The Woodward. <laughs> By the, the way, historic. that's a great venue. If you guys haven't done yeah, any gigs so cool. there, it's I've awesome. never been there. It's Neither have I, man. People say oh, the best stuff. I'm yeah, so excited. I mean, last time I so played, excited. that wasn't even a Bro, venue. it's yeah. so beautiful. It's beautiful. I've, done, I've emceed a couple events there. So the, I'm like, I'm, you picked a good, <laughs> have a little experience on that stage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, the place sounds awesome. It looks great. You know, like a great team of people running it. Uh, my buddy Johnny Shank's been doing a lot of stuff with the local film scene there. And oh, cool. it's a, it's just a cool spot. So I think it's a, a great venue for it's this. Supposed to be some really good owners too. Yeah, they own I've Motor heard, next next yeah. door. Um, We're gonna do a after party at Motor in the basement after excellent. the show. Oh, We're just gonna walk room, across hopefully? the street, go down to the basement, kick it for a little while. That sounds awesome. Is that a publicly accessible thing too? I yeah, I think I put it on Facebook. So yeah, if you come to the show or you don't, you just come over to Motor and hang out. That's cool too. It's a fun place as Let's well. Let's sell yeah. some tickets. Yeah, Motor is <laughs> that little strip there is awesome. Uh, yeah. I want to shout out the Hub sure. in OTR too. Oh, oh, oh Lindsay over there, so cool. My favorite Twitter account. <laughs> Hopefully she stays on there post she Musk. Goes hard. I know. It's like, she does the thing that I'm like, oh, I wish I had. That. Like I think I might have that freedom, but I'm too afraid to find <laughs> out. But she does not have that fear. First off, congratulations. Twenty years. This is a big deal. It's a great record. Swim rules. Uh, and it's still on streaming, right? I think we kind of touched on that. Yeah, but, yeah. everything's on. You can get everything on Spotify. TJ doesn't stream. That's okay. Yeah, I don't. Um, good. I stream. So I, this old. is why I got back into physical media. <laughs> Look, uh, uh, let me get on my soapbox one more time then. Uh, physical media to me is so cool because it forces you to engage with the art. Something that streaming mm -hmm. is... I look at streaming like a tool where it's really great if I'm like, oh shit, what was that one song? Cool, I can pull it up. But like when I want to truly engage with music, I'm an album guy. You know, mm -hmm. I want to. I want that experience front to back. Yeah. I don't want, you know, I don't want to jump <clears throat> around. Yeah, isn't that crazy? There, there, there are so many generations now that don't know that feeling of going out and getting that album that they've been wanting forever. Remember yeah. okay, and computer? so you, oh my God, 
Yeah. Uh, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, oh. Pearl Jam Vitalogy, right. uh, Nirvana Nevermind. I mean, these yeah. in utero, whatever. We you, to, you go out and buy the record, and then you just crush it first to the last. Yeah. And then, and then you sit there and read along with yeah. the lyrics. You open yeah, up the booklet, then, yeah. you go nuts on it, get all the artwork. Oh, dude. We used to have so many arguments happen. about, like, bizarre? before we released the record, you, we all used to have these arguments about, all right, where does the banger go, number three, five, or seven? Whoa. Yeah. And what's got to yeah. be number one? What's yep. the closer? And, like, we spent... That would take us we weeks. We spent months... Like arguing about that one record. It because matters. It did that thing. You can see it's very deliberately constructed yeah. for the first song There's to the flow. last song. It's yes. a roller coaster. It's like a yeah. it's like anything else. It doesn't and work that way at all. It's legitimately a piece of art. It yeah. takes time. I mean, and you think about that. You think about when the guy puts it into a stereo CD in his car, or the That's high school bizarre. kid puts it. Like, how are they going to take it on? That first one's got a crush, you know, and then you yeah. pull back, and then your three, five, and seven's got to be tight. Your closer's got to be, you put the dog shit like one or two before the closer. And then you, uh, closer's got to be nice. Yeah. I mean. Hopefully you don't have dog shit, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, maybe if I was playing song on a record, there's going to be a lot of dog shit, all right? <laughs> oh, my uh, God. New World Order. Yeah, well, uh, New World Order. How about a new JFK album? What, what, what do we say to that, boys? I'm, I'm so rein, reinvigorated with everything. Just playing with the boys and talking to Joe and getting these Dude. songs back in my hands. Yeah, it's, we're going to do more of this. It's the most wonderful feeling ever. It's so. really yeah. good. I really did think it would have been fun for us to do a jam session in here today, but I felt weird pushing it, that idea. But well, we should do that one day. Just yeah. come, I, you're going to be at Soundcheck. Just come yeah. to Soundcheck and we'll kick it. That sounds good. Because we're going to have, there's going to be like nine dudes. <laughs> there's going to be like a Jungle thousand Jim's guitars. Jungle Jim's from, yeah. the, from the Soundcheck. Oh, yeah. Maybe, I'll get, maybe yeah, I'm sure. I think I know some guys involved with the show. I can probably get a little recording of it. <laughs> First, seriously, thanks so much for having me be a part of this, guys. I really do appreciate it. It's going to be awesome, dude. It's all on the side Psych of the table, Mark. It's going to be awesome. Thanks Don't for having work. us over today, and, and thanks for jumping in to help with the show. It, it's going to be phenomenal. It's Awesome. Really looking forward to it. Let's get those tickets in. All right, let's sell that out. We have 100-some tickets left. I want to sell 100-some tickets. I don't have an exact number because I'm terrible at math. That's why I got into entertainment. <laughs> Gentlemen, Perfect. I appreciate you all so much. Jake, thanks for very little. Um, and <laughs> Spicy. I'm so sorry. I'm okay with it. Excuse me. I'm so The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.